Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Bobby Marks from The Vertical. We've been playing uh, sound from Dwayne Wade and Adrian Wojnarowski from The Vertical podcast throughout the morning. And we'll get back to that coming up. Uh, but Bobby Marks from The Vertical used to be assistant GM of the Brooklyn Nets. He joins us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store. It's guest line truly steps beyond convenience. Uh, Bobby, good morning. We appreciate you joining us here. Uh, the Miami Heat, okay, coming up on the trade deadline nine days from now. Uh, the current situation that the Heat are in, if you're, if you're general manager guy, your assistant general manager guy, are the Heat in a position right now you think to be buyers or sellers come the trade deadline? I would say neither. I would, you know, with this group right now, and I know they went on that, that run, um, you know, of, you know, 13 games, we, they've lost two games, uh, you know, two winnable games the last couple of days with, with Philly and um, in Orlando last night. And, you know, they were two games out. I just don't see an, from an asset standpoint as far as how, uh, you know, how you can improve, improve this team. Um, and, and, and honestly, to be two games out of the eight seed right now is, is, is pretty remarkable as far as where this roster, how it was built this summer. A lot of, um, you know, as I say, placeholders, guys on one-year contracts, you know, or two-year contracts with limited protection for, for next season. You know, I, I've heard the rumors. I've heard the Ibaka rumors that have kind of gone around. And uh, if Miami, if I'm Miami, I'm kind of staying away from that. He'll he's a he'll be a free agent uh, this summer uh, to give up a uh, you know a, a young asset or you know there, there's there, you know the next pick they can give up is 2023 because it was Phoenix picks that are out. So I'm I'm just going to let it play out. Uh, if you get in the playoffs, great. If you don't, you'll have a lottery pick in in uh, in June. What do you do in a spot with a couple guys like James Johnson and Dion Waiters? Because, I mean, you know, James Johnson is a career journeyman. Uh, Dion Waiters has not fulfilled expectations in his first four years in the league. But this year, both of them are having career seasons. Uh, they're both on, you, you know, deals that are going to expire after this year, although Dion Waiters is certainly going to opt out of the three year, th- $3 million that, that he's on the hook for next year. So if you're Miami... What do you do in that spot where you have two guys who have been in the league for a while who are having career years in the offseason? Are these guys that you allow to take up salary cap space or are you to say, hey, these were one-year stopgap players, uh, we're going to move on? What do you do? Well, fortunately, they'll have low cap holds and you'll be able to, you know, if, if Waiters opts out, which he likely will, you'll be able to – uh, have some flexibility there where you can kind of go through the free agent market in, in the first couple of days of July. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, Andy and Pat will have an idea as far as, you know, who, who those players will, will be here. I, you know, I always get nervous on guys who are on those one-year contracts, you know, with, uh, and you're right, guys who have been uh, with Dion, this is his, you know, you know, third team here. Uh, James has bounced around uh, the, the NBA also. Um, the interesting thing will be with waiters is that it's not a great shooting guard uh, free agent market. You get, uh, you know, outside of JJ Redick and Contavious Cole Pope, who's restricted. Then you've got Dion, you've got Tim Hardaway Jr. Who's, who's restricted. So, 
you know, would a team come in who's got a lot of cap space, a rebuilding team, and, and put a uh, put a, a large number down? That that's certainly that's certainly possible. But if I'm Miami, I'm not tying both guys up to the long term deals here. I feel like we got Bobby Marks in the vertical joining us here. I feel like because of the new collective bargaining agreement and how enticing it becomes for impending free agents to remain with their current team because you're talking about guys now passing up potential $200 million deals for less money to go sign with another team. I feel like it's quite possible that the best route to rebuild teams uh, is is through trade rather than what Pat Riley, say, tried to do last year where they got to the table with Kevin Durant, but obviously they didn't really come close to signing him. I feel like you're asking a lot of these guys now to leave all that money on the table. Would you agree with me that the best way to rebuild teams uh, looks like it could be via trade? Yeah, you're right. I mean, free agency is, and even before this new CBA kicks in in July, you know, free agency was always, it's always the unknown, you know, very rare. And, you know, fortunately for Miami, you know, there, I guess that's the best case scenario back in 2010, but, you know, guys don't really change teams here. There's a comfort level where they, you know, where they play. Uh, I know Durant switched last, uh, last summer, but to go into free agency, um, you know, kind of with a blueprint, you've got to have multiple options in place, you know, from a trade standpoint, uh, from a draft standpoint, retention, keeping, uh, you know, keeping your own players. So, I mean, I think if you're Miami, you could also take the approach. And I think you have to weigh how valuable is cap space for you for uh, for next summer. And it's always been, you know, Miami has always put a, a priority where you do have a bunch of guys on expiring contracts, Um also, a player like Wayne Ellington who's got um, you know no no uh, no protection for next year. Are you willing to sacrifice guys who are on expiring to take back guys who are on maybe a longer term deal? You know, a, a player with with two years, but maybe can have a, a more of an impact than a you know a free agent that you could be you know chasing in in July. So, you know, that's another approach you can you can certainly go. But yeah, I mean, free agency we've seen it. it it's such a crapshoot. Um, you know, you, you think you've got, you know, a guy maybe lined up and then he goes, it's almost like recruiting in college. You know, he goes to another team and then you're, you're left, left to scramble here. Yeah, I think because of how successful the Heat were in 2010, where they pulled off the greatest coup in free agency history, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's skewed a little bit because the way that Heat teams in the past were were built by Pat Riley. It was always through trade. Okay, it's Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. Like these guys were acquired and they were built into contending teams through trade. I mean, I think I, I think it's such a gamble just to try and convince a guy in free agency, hey, upend you, uproot your family, leave money on the table, and come play in Miami. Well, and the interesting thing is too, and a lot of the, the heat trades that have occurred over the you know uh, you know the past couple of years, if we look at the, that Dragic trade, um, you know the the signing trades with uh, with LeBron and, and Bosch, you know they've given up so many draft picks here. So now now you're really depleted as far as from a pick standpoint. You you don't have a first. Uh, you have your own first this, this summer, but you don't have a pick to kind of attach to to, to something. Even a second their second round picks are are out. They do have money, you know, to, to include here, but that, that will be, that will really test it, the heat front office as far as if that's the direction that you want to go, because you take those, you put those aside and now you're really dealing from, from your roster standpoint. And if you look at Dragage and Whiteside, kind of your two back ends, then you're kind of looking at, you know, Winslow is her, you know, Richardson's been out, you know, low salary, low sal- young, good, low salary players. 
What is, we got Bobby Marks in the vertical joining us here. What is the next, I guess, nine days right now leading up to the trade deadline? You were assistant GM in Brooklyn for a while. What are the next nine days like? How many of the phone calls that you guys would get do you actually take serious? And how many are guys, you know, other general managers who are, who are literally just snooping around? Well, I think you got a lot of your legwork done already. Uh, it's, it's interesting because you always have that all-star break in, in between. Um, so there's a gap there. You know, the offices are, are somewhat shut down in, in between there. But, you know, by Monday, you, you kind of, you know, uh, you, you get your, your team together as far as from a front office standpoint. And you're basically going through all your different scenarios as far as what possibly could and, and, and might, uh, you know, you know, work when we when you get closer to to Thursday, and and it basically it's just a, a lead up. I think the one thing is that you don't want to be caught off guard on on anything, and that's where, you know, if it's Miami, you know, one of the probably best personnel departments in the NBA, they'll they'll, they'll have their ducks in uh, in a row there. And the challenge is that you know you've got a three three p.m. deadline on uh, on that Thursday, so you know to get a trade done, if something pops that morning where you're where you're trying you're in a mad scramble to try to put something together, um, you know that that's that's the uh, you know that's the big challenge for teams there. Have you ever had that happen where you 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 guys had to really rush to get the phone call in on time? You know what? It's funny. And back in, in 15, 2015, when we traded Garnett to um, back to Minnesota yeah. for Thaddeus Young, and you know Garnett had no trade. You know, carried over when we got him in Bo- from Boston in 2013. And you know, when, and I think people are kind of um, you know that when you look at players with no trade, it's not like they just verbally tell you, "We're I'm going to waive my no trade clause." You know, where there he had to sign a certification or a letter. Um, it had to be sent to us, and then we had to send it to the league. And I remember we agreed with Minnesota at like 2:45, and I and I and and just telling Billy King, who was our general manager, I said, Billy, I don't think we're going to be able to get this done. And he, he said, No, oh, no, we'll get it done. And I'm saying, I don't think we're going to do this. And we literally got the piece of paperwork from Garnett at like 2:55, um, <laughs> and it came by fax, which never is the, the case anymore. Um, and then we got it into the league with like two minutes left, uh, you know, before the for the deadline. But so it is. Uh, you know, I always compare it's like work. You know, if you if you worked on Wall Street or or a high adrenaline type place, um, that's kind of where the, what the trade deadline is. I would imagine uh, we got Bobby Marks in the vertical joining us here. I would imagine uh, the vertical podcast with Adrian Wojnarowski. Did you hear much of him with Dwayne Wade? Did you hear all of it? Maybe. You know what? I, I'm going to listen this morning. I'm going to be, be in a car for a while, so that's when I usually listen to my Woj podcast. But I know I, I talked to Adrian last night about it, and he was thrilled. I mean, um, you know, I don't I don't remember Dwayne doing a podcast, right. um, you know, at, at that length. And you know, he uh, Adrian flew out to Minnesota and, and did it, um, you know, over the weekend. And uh, it was he, you know, he gave me a funny story. He said that you know. Um, you know, he had to literally show Dwayne how to download podcasts. He did not even know how to do it on the uh, on the app there to listen to some of these and everything. So I'll I'll listen to that this morning. But I did I did, did see some tidbits that came about. I know he really he talked highly about uh, uh, Coach Spolstra and as far as what he's what he's done so far this year. He did. He he talked very highly of Coach Spolstra. He reflected on the relationship with Pat Riley and how that whole situation ended. And I'm just wondering, uh, you, you know, what is what? Because we've been talking about it a lot this morning. What do you think is Dwayne's? Because this is not his style. I mean, it's it's rare to get him to sit down and, and talk about these kind of things. What is his motivation in this spot right now to sit down with Adrian and talk about this stuff? Well, I think you're looking at a player who's, you know, who's got probably a, a couple years left uh, in the league. Um, it's now we're looking at more of a, you know, more of a reflection, 
you know, he's on a team that's really dealt with adversity the, the whole year. I know they're, you know, in the seven or eight seed right now. Um, uh, the interesting thing with him will be is what he does, what he does this summer. He's got that player option for, you know, 20, 20 plus, uh, you know, million dollars. Does he, does he return to a Chicago team who, I don't know how much better they'll, they'll get, or does he kind of look for that next, you know, opportunity to, to try to get another championship or if he teams up with one of these, these, these other, uh, these other organizations, but it is pretty fascinating because players that, you know, we have, we really haven't heard from, we hadn't heard from uh, Dwayne. We haven't, you know, LeBron's never been on a podcast before. I mean, he, he would be fascinating. I think once you, once these guys get towards their, the, the later part of their career, they, they open up a little bit more here. Great job, Bobby. Appreciate you joining us here this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. That's Bobby Marks right there from The Vertical. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.